able to collect the message notes as you came in. If you weren't able to, please just raise your hands and we'll make sure that you get a set of those right away, sermon notes. And you'll see there that uh, we have just some verses, some Christmas verses. We're getting close to Christmas, of course, which I'd like to look at and, and just identify two names, two names given to Jesus. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 that God has highly exalted him. And God has given him the name which is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess. That every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on earth and those under the earth. I was thinking about this, these verses just a little, little while ago this morning and thinking about it in relation to the Christmas story. And you remember in the story, which is a true story, of course, that there were these wise men that traveled from the east and they were coming to find Jesus and they found him. And the Bible says that they brought gifts and they worshipped him. These, these dignitaries, these important people, they recognized who Jesus was and they bowed and they worshipped him. My friends, this is, a, this is a natural response. This is a natural response for us when we are in the presence of Jesus, that we should recognize who he is and that our hearts should bow before him, that we should honor him, that we should bring him a gift of praise and worship. And I would say to to you this morning, never prevent that, never stop that in your life. You, you may be in a situation and you feel that that situation is demanding for you to feel miserable or sad or angry. But if we will welcome in the presence of Jesus, the King of Kings, the living God, my friends, his presence can change any circumstance. It can change our heart if we will open our heart to let him. Jesus has been given the name which is above every other name. I'd like you to follow with me as I read some verses from the first chapter of the book of Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to them 
to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Bible says that Jesus was born not of the will of man, but of the will of God. He was not born of the seed of man. He was born of the seed of God. And we may think it's a strange thing. We may think it is an impossible thing. We may perhaps choose not to believe it. But here is truth and here is fact that Jesus was conceived by a woman called Mary who had never known a man sexually. And the reason that she conceived this baby was because the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit came upon her and she conceived of the child Jesus Christ. Is it important? You bet it is. Because Jesus is the Son of God. He is not the product of the seed of man, but of the seed of God. And the angel went on to speak to Joseph, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep. You see, wives, it's not always a bad thing that us guys have a little nap. Sometimes God speaks through us when we're asleep. The Bible says that God will give dreams and visions. But guys, don't fall asleep when you've got work to do. Joseph was aroused from sleep. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. And he did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And she called his name Jesus. Two names that we have for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The verse says, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The name that was given to our Lord, to Jesus, is a very significant one. And it means just what the Bible says it means. That Jesus was given to humanity to be the saviour of humanity from sin. If we were to read our Bibles, we would find way back in the book of Genesis, just after the time when God created man, that man made this decision to separate himself from God. He sinned. His heart became hard. You heard that that phrase that the children brought to us. His heart became hard towards God. He chose 
to follow his own ways instead of following God's ways. And as a result, he was separated from God. But that did not stop God loving him. Because God is love. My friends, God loves you. Whatever we have done. Whatever we may be doing right now. Here is truth. God loved you. And God loved us so much. That he invented Christmas. We celebrate Christmas because it was the time when God demonstrated his love to us. He put his words, he put his feelings into action. And he sent his only son, Jesus, who became the Lamb of God. The sacrifice that God accepted. Sin which separated us from God. And so the name of Jesus means this. He is the one who will save his people from their sins. He is the one that God gave. He is the gift of God. He is the means of Of our salvation. And the work that Jesus Christ did at Calvary. Is in demonstration of God's love for us. It is the fulfillment of the name of Jesus himself. For he will save his people from their sins. My friends the Bible says this. That there is no other name. There is no other way in which salvation can be found. There is nobody else that can give us salvation. There is no one, no one else who can save us from our sin. And we live in a world today that tells us a very different message. First of all, it tells us we don't need saving. You're a good person. Did you ever kill anybody? No. You're not a sinner. (laughs) That's a lie of the devil. The reason Jesus Christ came, the reason God the Father gave his son, Jesus Christ, is because you and I and the whole of humanity needed to be saved from our sin. And here is the good news. Jesus came to save us from our sin. He died. He bore the punishment. The punishment that should be ours. That separation from God which we deserve. Jesus took upon himself. And God looked at that sacrifice and was completely satisfied. And the Christmas message is this. It's not just a baby that was born in a cold animal stall. It's not just of a young man who grew up to be a miracle worker. The Christmas story is this. God's love 
demonstrated to humanity. Because that young babe, that young man, grew up, lived a perfect life, died a perfect death, received in our place punishment for our sin, so that we can know what it is to be reestablished in relationship with God. My friend, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're not a Christian. You're not right before God. You're not ready to meet God. But here is the good news. You can do that right now. Why? Because Jesus is alive. Jesus died. Jesus was buried. But Jesus was raised from the dead. And why that is so significant is this. Because he has not just been raised from the dead. He has been raised into a new and an eternal life. And as a man, he lives eternally in the presence of God. And he gives us eternal life. Do you have that? Do you know eternal life in your heart? Have you received the gift of God Jesus Christ, the one who saves us from our sins. If you say, Pastor, no, I haven't. I I don't know Jesus. Then you're in the right place because in about five minutes, we're going to pray and you can give your life to Jesus. The second name that we read of in these verses is Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. The word of God, the son of God, become flesh, living and dwelling amongst humanity. God giving himself. Yes, that is the gospel message. That is the Christmas message. If you read in the book of Luke, you'll read of a a man called Simeon. Not a man that we read of or hear about very often. But he was a man that was full of the Holy Spirit. He listened to God. And God had said to him and spoken to him that there was one who would be born who would be the Messiah, the Christ, who would save humanity from their sin. And he was waiting. He was waiting for the fulfillment of God's word. You know, my friends, when God speaks, God Always keeps his promises. Let us be people that are expecting God to fulfill his word. And Simeon was a man like that. He waited in the temple. He waited in that place where at that time God met with people. And here comes Mary and Joseph with the infant child, Jesus. And Simeon's heart beats and the Holy Spirit speaks to him. And he looks at that child and he takes him in his arms. And he says, now I have seen the salvation of God. He said, I'm ready to die now. God, you've fulfilled your word. Here was Emmanuel. God with us. I want to ask you this morning. Have you seen the salvation of God? And you may say, ha, just religion. 
You may say, I, I, don't, I don't need that. Why, why do I need religion? It's a good question. I would say you don't. What you do need, though, is Jesus Christ as your Savior. Sure, you may have everything perfectly set out here on earth. You may have a great job, great kids, great marriage, great future. But that's only till you die. Are you ready to die? Are you ready to meet God? Is your heart right with God? Or do you still have sin in your heart? Is that still separating you from God? Do you know God with you? Do you know Emmanuel? Do you know him? I'm not asking you, do you know about him? I'm saying, do you know God with you? Does he live in your, in your heart? You might say, well, that's just kid stuff. No, my friends. It's God's stuff. It's God's stuff. It's truth. It's reality. It's more real than the chair that you're sitting on or the ground that you're standing on. It's a reality that God in his love has been so faithful to speak to us throughout all generations and so loving towards us that he give us his son, Jesus Christ. Why? So that we can be right with him. Because God desires for us to be one with him. This world is in a desperate place, my friend. It's in a desperate state. It's living under a veneer, a facade, a mask. The living or the dying reality is this. That the wages, the only wages that sin ever pays is eternal separation from God. But God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That if we will believe in him. We don't have to do some great feat. We don't have to achieve some level of achievements. We just have to repent of that which separates us from God. Come to him in, in sincerity and truth. And say, God, I need you. And thank you for giving me Jesus. Here is the promise of God. Jesus said before he returned back to heaven. He gave those who were his followers, us today. He gave us all an assignment to go into all the world. And to tell other people about the Savior, Jesus Christ. Teaching them all the things that he has taught us. And he gave us this promise. He says, guys, I don't know if there were any girls there, but if there were, he would have said, girls, hey, listen, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. If you've never experienced God in you, you're thinking to yourself right now, what is he talking about? What does he mean? God with us. That is the desire of God. That is his wish. That is why he gave us Jesus. Not to make us good people. Not so that, so that we can 
just be different, but because he wants to be one with us forever. And the promise is this, that once we've received Jesus Christ as our savior, God is forever with us. His power, his ability, his life, the Bible says, fills and floods us. That's real life. That's the life that Jesus came to give us about 2,000 years ago. The message is still as true as it was then. It is still as real. And today... God is pouring out his love as he shows us that Jesus Christ has been given to be our savior. I pray that as we come to this Christmas season, that our focus, not just that we will give a few moments to think about Jesus. No, no. you just need to hear what I'm praying for you. I'm praying that your entire focus be drawn to Jesus. I, I pray that you won't be able to get Jesus out of your head. I'm praying that he will become real to you. I'm praying that he will become your life. I'm praying that you will give your life to him. I'm praying that you will know him experientially, personally, not just as a baby that we sing about away in a manger, not just about Somebody who supposedly died on a cross but was innocent. But I'm praying that you will know him for yourself in a real and a life-changing way. That he will be not just your savior, but he'll be your Lord. Would you pray with me now? Let's close our eyes. Let's give our hearts to focus on God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you that you have shown your love to us. That Jesus was given to us that he might save us from our sin. And that you, God, would come to live and to dwell within our lives. That you would make us. That you would complete us. That you would take away from us. Everything that separates us from you. And you would bring us close to you. Through Jesus Christ. While we're in prayer right now. As I said a few moments ago. If you don't know Jesus as your savior. You can. You need to. And you can. It's as though God is extending his love to you. Right here. Right now, whether you're sitting with us in this building or listening to us on a podcast, if you've never given your life to Jesus, you you can start right now. And I'm going to pray a very simple prayer. And I'm just going to ask you to, in your heart, speak these words to God. If you mean them, if you're sincere. Realizing that, that you're not just going through a religious motion here. It's the biggest decision that you will ever make in your life because it will affect the whole of your life, the whole of your future, 
and everything to do with the whole of your life, this decision changes everything. And if you say, I want to give my life to the Lord right now, then pray words something like this. Say, God, I'm a sinner and I need saving. I cannot do anything to save myself. But I thank you that Jesus came to save me from my sin. God, I receive your forgiveness as I repent. I receive the new life that you give me through Jesus. I ask you to come and take control of my life. And I thank you that you give me the gift of your Holy Spirit. God, thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen.